Welcome back to the Dad and Rock podcast. This is Sean. And this is Chris. Hey, we are back once again. It's been a couple weeks here, but we're back in action recording an audio podcast. What, what, what's, what's an audio only podcast? <laughs> I don't know. We've been doing so much of the video content lately uh, that it almost feels weird now to sit down and do uh, audio only. But I mean, I say that even though we're uh, recording the audio podcast, we're still live on Twitch. So yeah, you guys... we, got a, we got a problem. We're, yeah. we're, we're, there's an issue going on. We may need an intervention. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys want to um, listen to the podcast earlier and check it out, uncut, uncensored, undercooked like I have in the uh, the promo art. Uh, go check us out on Twitch. We never really announce when we're going to go live. It's usually like a Monday or Tuesday night around 9 o'clock or so. But yeah, enough of that. What have you been up to? Uh, well, you know, I mean, I've, I've kind of talked about it during uh, you know, the lockdown, the summer and ordeal, how we've been out to the zoo quite a bit. And it's been a while. I kind of started getting itch. And um, the weather was just nice enough. It, it's spring break for, uh, for Zach. Yeah. I was like, you know what? We're going out to the zoo. I mean, it was like 50 degrees. It was overcast. It was threatening to rain all, you know, all week. I was like, you know, that's a perfect day, as long as it didn't rain, to keep everyone away, have an empty zoo, and just kind of go with it. Yeah. It worked out. I mean, it was nice. We went there. Uh, we had interactions with like five or six zookeepers talking about porcupine quills to uh, all the, the line of the day. Okay, so we were back with the polar bears, and those two polar bears, a, a cub, which is older now, and the mom, they were, and the cub was just jumping into water, flipping around, playing, super active, and Skylar was up against the glass, and it came up to him and started batting the glass and kind of like gnawing on the glass. Yeah. Skylar was loving it. Right. The keeper came up and she said, uh, excuse me, this is, this is going to sound bad, and I'm sorry, but can you please get her away from the glass? We want to discourage the bears from hunting children. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious <laughs> <laughs> yeah no kidding i wonder if they were worried like uh that bear's pretty strong and then that glass is just basically barely suitable enough to keep it in. <laughs> yeah i'm not sure exactly i mean i can understand why they wouldn't want the bears to think children food yeah but why would they ever think children food <laughs> right i mean i mean did the bear look that agitated did it look like it was uh mean it looked looked like he was having fun honestly oh, okay. Jumping around, they had like some like some actual like enrichment things out there for him. So he had a big ball in the water. There was like a crate floating in the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were, they just had him out, and he was probably the most active I've seen one of the polar bears there in some time. And it was, I mean, we seen him underwater swimming down towards the bottom of the water. So he was all over the map, and it was uh it was fun. But I mean, between that and you know the brown bears or someone over there, and oh, on the way out, we kind of got an impromptu show because they they have been doing shows because of COVID. Yeah. Because they don't want groups of people kind of gathering. And there was a, probably about 20 people or so. But it was by their uh, their sea line area. And they had one of the trainers out you know, tossing one you know, fish. And the other one talking about them. They had them doing tricks and splashing the people and everything. And it was it was just fun. It was probably one of the most you know, interactive and fun time we've been there. You know, we weren't running around from like you know, location to location. It yeah. wasn't like 90 degrees and you weren't you know, just just sweating profusely right it, it was just great honestly i can't wait to go back again when the weather's still a little cool before everyone kind of rushes to the zoo isn't it funny how zoos typically it's like their busiest times of year busiest months are like in the the dead heat of <laughs> summer it's like that, that's usually when we go to the zoo a lot of the time is like june july august where it's just stinking hot and you smell those lovely animal smells walking through the the zoo Oh, uh, yeah, you go by the elephants and it's just baking in the sun. Yeah, yeah, elephant poop. <laughs> <laughs> and just the crowds, there's a lot of crowds there, too. But uh, I'd imagine there's not a ton of people there yet. 
Oh no, that place! I pulled in and I was like, "Oh, we made the right decision." I looked at the parking lot and I was like, "I've never seen this place so empty." Yeah, and it was—I mean, we we never really ran into. We ran into, I say, a group of people a couple times. But then what I just did is I took a detour. I went down another path and let them kind of walk by. And then once again, we were pretty much alone. Nice. So the only time we really found you know us with people is when there were animals that were super active, mm-hmm. like the polar bears. I mean, there was people watching the polar bears. Uh, the penguins, people were enjoying watching the penguins swimming in the water, the seals at the end. So, I mean, we're, there was a lot of activity. That's where kind of people were going towards. I mean, rightfully so. Yeah. But then you've seen animals like snow leopards and everything like that that were just kind of walking around and you know, roaring and doing their own little thing. And it was kind of like it was an offshoot of where everything was. So you, if you were there at the right time, you seen it. Nice. Well, you guys spent some time visiting animals, and I've had some animals visit me here recently at oh, my whoa. house. Um, I, so the other night we, uh, let our dogs outside. It was nighttime and it was kind of rainy, not too bad, but I've got, we've got three dogs. We've got a, an older puggle and we've got a boy kind of boxer pit mix. He's about three. And then our newest dog is a girl and she's, uh, she's a Staffordshire terrier, but she's basically kind of like a little pit bull with stubby little legs. Anyway, the, you know, the, the two young ones, as soon as we open up the back door, they always leap out the back door and just run their butts off in the backyard and play and chase each other. It's one of the reasons that we got the, the newest dog is to keep the, uh, the boxer mix active. <laughs> we, got, we got the younger uh, kind of puppy dog. And anyway, uh, the other night, we let all three of them back out to, to use the bathroom in the backyard. And it, it was about time to call them back in. And the boy boxer mix and the girl, the youngest one, the pit, they were not coming back in. We were like, oh, come on. What's going on? It's raining outside. I, want, I don't want them to get super wet. So, of course, I had to, like, put my shoes on and see what the heck they were getting into. So I walk outside and they're around the other side of my deck. So when you walk outside from my back door, you're basically on the left side of our deck. And I knew they were on the other side of the uh, the deck. So I'm walking around. And as I'm walking around the deck, I hear squealing, like squeaks and squealing. And just like an uh, some animal that I knew wasn't either of them too. So I'm like, oh crap, they've like cornered something, either a squirrel or a rabbit. Because like I see rabbits and squirrels and there's a certain animal type that I see all over the place here, you know, just in our yeah. neighborhood. Well, at night, I would think my mind would go to like possum or uh, or a raccoon. Yeah, and I was worried it was that too because we've had raccoons get in the garbage before and all that kind of thing too. So I was like, oh gosh, okay. So let me get around to uh, see what they're into. And I- I've noticed that the smallest dog is actually broken into the lattice of our deck. Like, and she's run underneath the porch to get at whatever she's trying to get at. I'm like, oh crap. Uh-huh. So by the time I get over there, she's like like digging her nose through the lattice on the other side. Like she's still under the porch. I'm like, oh crap, what are you even trying to get at? And as I'm looking at what she's trying to get at, I see my boy boxer who's like standing completely still. And I'm like, uh, then I look at what he's looking at. And at first I'm like, okay, so is this a cat? Is this a rabbit? I see like brown fur, black, kind of black, slick, grayish brown fur. I look at it. I'm like, oh, God, is this, you know, what animal is this? And then I see the long hairless tail. Oh, jeez, like, oh, this is a rat. This is either a rat or a possum. Like, I was so confused. And by that point, you know, it clicked and the squealing, squeaking made sense, right? I'm like, oh, God, my first priority was getting the dogs back into the house because I didn't yeah. want them to get to it and or get bit or anything like that. So I, I don't know how the heck I was able to wrangle them away from because, I mean, Pitbull Terrier mixes, they're like, that's like their job. They were like bred to get at rats. <laughs> so 
Anyway, yeah, it was a big old rat. And I'm talking like New York sewer size rat. Like this rat should have been dragging a big old slice of pizza down uh, (laughs) to feed its kids. You dirty rat. You killed my rat. (laughs) It was big, man. Like I've I've never really seen a rat up close and personal. Like I I know what they look like. Like I've seen them in in movies and and film and stuff. But to see one like in my backyard, it just kind of threw me for a loop, dude. I was like, I what freaked is... me out a little bit. <laughs> I was freaked out. I was like, what What are we doing? How do, how do I resolve this? So I looked at it, and it was like looking back up at me with its beady little eyes. And it was completely still, except it was breathing really, really hard. Like it was stunned. I thought I was hoping that they didn't get to it. That I thought maybe it was like dead already and hurt. Like, you know how dogs like will bite into something and then like shake it. Go, yeah. I don't know if they like broke its neck or something. So I was kind of freaking out. I got the dogs back inside. At that point, I'm like, I don't know what to do with this thing. And uh, Deanna, uh, our aunt, she was like, well, you got to kill it. You got to kill this thing. And, uh, you know, mercy kill it. Because I I told her how, like, it was like breathing hard. And I thought it was already kind of dead or dying. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you're right. You're right. Right. So I I go back outside and I pick up like, uh, you know, one of our decorative kind of like cement block things that kind of (laughs) go around. They, they go around, like, the outside of our, uh, like, little garden section here. It's about, you know, the size of a loaf of bread, but it's, you know, it's rock. It's like cement, so it's really heavy. So I'm walking over to it. Deanna's on top of the deck shining the flashlight down, and I'm, like, bracing myself to kill this thing. I'm like, okay, all right, it's right over here, and I'm, like, point the flashlight over here. And she's like, I don't see it. And then I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, and I don't see it either. And it, it, well, it disappeared. I thought maybe it had like, it was just not stunned anymore. And it just like ran through our back gate or our fence. And it was just like gone. And it was just kind of passing through. And I was like, oh, thank God. Because I did not want to, you know, bludgeon a rat to death tonight. (laughs) So luckily I was able to avoid that. So then once things had calmed down and we were less freaked out and we were sitting in the kitchen, we were just like, I wonder how it got here because it was so weird for a rat just to be in our backyard. And then once I, st- you know, I did the dangerous thing and I started Googling like, you know. Oh, no. Yeah, I started Googling like rats and apparently there's an issue with rats kind of um, leaving the comforts of like cities and and. Like, you know, they're all around where it comes to, like, back backs of restaurants and, like, yeah. kind of restaurant areas and stuff. Um, but because of COVID, actually, there's been less traffic and less food waste going to these dumpsters in the back of restaurants. Uh. So they've been spreading. Like, more people, like, less people eating and cooking at restaurants, more people eating and cooking at home equals more of that trash, you know, in residential areas. Yeah. So they're spreading out. And I was, at that point, when I read that, I was like, oh, God, like... It's like the old saying, like a rat's nest. Uh, your hair's like a rat's nest, you know? Rat's nest just give me a vision of, like, the Rat King from Tur- Ninja Turtles. Just, like, <laughs> a huge giant ball of these rats just, like, on top of each other. And it's like, oh, God, that better not be in or around my house at all. In your backyard, no! Yeah, so that at that point, I call Orkin, and I have them come over. And sure enough, when they look, they look under the, the deck, and they see where we had, basically, we have got, two back doors in our living room that lead out to the backyard. I don't know why they built two back doors that lead to about, I don't know, <laughs> about uh, six feet away from each other. It's kind of strange. You, you didn't have a single one in your last house that went to the backyard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So these both go back to the back area, except one, it goes out and you walk right out to the deck and one goes out, you know, to the backyard. But there's no real, no real separation between the two. So it turns out that they both had these concrete steps that lead from the door to the ground. 
except the one that we never use because there's a big wooden deck built on top of it. You can't really get to it. It has this little crevice in between the cement um, steps and where it attaches to the house. So apparently that's where we have rats outside uh, building. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how many are out there, but I've had Orkin come out and lay traps and they came back at this was like a couple weeks ago. They came back out yesterday uh, to tell me that rats have eaten the bait in the traps. Um, so they're going to come back out in another couple of weeks and just see the progress. But yeah, I've never There's had to There's nothing deal with more this. they can do besides lay like bait like they would for a mouse. That's it. That's it. It's like, it's like roach traps or something. Like, you know, they go in, they eat some of this like food that poisons them, but it's like irresistible, but they, it poisons them. Then they go back and like kind of spread it. But what if they die under your house? That's what I'm saying. I keep asking like, so when these are like done, do you guys come out and clear whatever is in there? And I keep getting like vague non-answers from them. <laughs> the one guy is like, ah, oh, you know, they're, they'll, you know, they should probably just be fine. I'm like, I mean, I don't want dead rats under my deck. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm just weird, but yeah, that's where I'm at right now. So it's going to, take a couple more times of them coming out and checking these traps but yeah i'm not gonna let them just sit there they've got to come out and clean, yeah no clean them out. oh that'd be a cra- oh, that's a terrible job if they don't do it and they're all dead that's something you're, you're gonna have to somehow manage to take care of i ain't doing it if orkin doesn't do it then i'm gonna call some other company you'll find that somebody that will do it yeah <laughs> so that was some uh interesting to say the least at our house yeah i mean i prefer my interaction with animals today over your interaction with animals (laughs) (laughs) yeah they could stay at the zoo oh man yeah i don't know if i've ever actually seen a rat in the wild either yeah i i I don't i mean there's a vague memory of a dead one at the end of my grandmother's like steps going through her basement it was one of those big basements that are just like you know the the dirt floor you know the big uh doors that open up outside those old 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 farmhouse ones right but i don't even know if that is something i you know i put in my memory or if it's something i've physically seen that, that that's, that's maybe the only thing that i can you know relate to this but man you know I'm, i may stick up here in dayton until you take care of your dirty rat problem <laughs> <laughs> you dirty rat i don't know we should ask the uh, basement surge guys uh next time we talk to them if they have seen any rats up close and personal. they live in oh, brooklyn so i, I imagine guarantee it's frank has i will yeah. guarantee he has <laughs> Now, John, I can see him kind of running from him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, look, we're a couple of suburbs. Even when we lived in Jersey, it's not like we were living in, like, the inner city or Camden or anything. No, like... we had muskrats. Remember down towards, oh, uh, um, like, yeah. Marstown and everything, the muskrats? Yeah. There was a different form, you know, maybe the, you know, the city rat's brother. God. But I remember... I remember hearing and you know squeaking and everything down in the in the cattails down there by the coast. I remember that. Any varmin, I am just not a fan of. Any rat, possum, muskrat, they could all just go the heck Dude, away. We have a raccoon that lives in our area. Yeah, and he he just comes up and down. I think just the storm drains in, on our street, and he has poked his head out head out multiple times. And like we're looking out the front window, and there he is. <laughs> or then he just kind of walks up the house, goes towards our trash can, which I now have bungee clothes and a brick on. Wow. I mean, that, that's how far we have to go. That's how brazen this thing is. I always had to call animal control. So I was like, it was daylight when we seen him. No kidding. We were like, you know what? I don't mess with trash pandas. <laughs> I, I, I've dealt with them enough camping. Yeah. I want to deal with them at home. What's uh, What did Zach name the one at campgrounds? Uh... Oh, it's, it's Rascal. 
Rascal, that's right. Maybe every it was time Rascal see... that followed you home one time. Yep. Every he was probably on top of the one. van when you were driving back home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just jumped on there. Yeah. He's sitting up there in a lawn chair, you know, eating a hot dog to be left on the floor on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. Love, love you guys. Can't wait to see the new place. Oh, man. Even Skyler had a run in with Rascal. Yeah. That one that last year when we went was just the, the three of us. So it, it's it's almost become a thing. We didn't have one this past time with us, though. Yeah, thankfully. We were, we were able to avoid the, the raccoons. We broke the streak. Once every harvest moon, a talk show comes along that is so groundbreaking, raising the bar to such heights that other podcasts step back and say, wow, that show's got it figured out. With a host, tempered in focus, commitment, and sheer will, this is The Derek Duvall Show. Pop culture, news, and interviews with fascinating people that channel the great Edward R. Murrow and Walter Cronkite. The Derek Duvall Show. Find him on Twitter and Instagram at Derek Duvall Show, and find his new episodes every Wednesday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Podchaser. The Derek Duvall Show. The best thing to happen to hump days since the Geico Camel. What, what? Hi, this is James Bieber. From Beaver Does Movies. Just got a question for you. Do you like movies? Do you like bad movies? Do you like bad movie podcasts? Because that's what I'm here to ask. Come check out Beaver Does Movies. A podcast where I pretty much just torture people with terrible, terrible movies. In the hopes that they stop talking to me. So check it out. BeaverDoesMovies.com And I'll see you there. We kind of wanted to talk about... All these big properties, you got your DCs going on, your Marvel, Star Wars, you know, Disney in general, they all have their, like, their, their bad guys, their villains. So we decided it'd be, you know, it'd be a fun, you know, exercise to go through maybe the next few weeks and kind of just talk about their villains and maybe come down to uh, maybe an agreement on each of them, which one we think would be the top one of that, of that group. Now, yeah. This is good. This is going to be interesting because I think we may differ on a few of these. Definitely when we're talking within the Star Wars world. Yeah, I know you have your. I know you have your favorites there. Yeah. Yeah, that's where we should start, right? I mean, Star Wars is kind of our most talked about, our favorite property. That's our wheelhouse, really. I mean, granted, yeah, yeah. we do a lot of Marvel stuff definitely with our after shows, and we're going right. to be doing before Star Wars starts back into it. But uh, yeah, Star Wars is definitely our wheelhouse. So you made a little list here of uh, Star Wars villains, and uh, it's pretty impressive. I mean, everybody knows Darth Vader is like, you know, the iconic Star Wars villain, but uh, there's more than a handful here that you made a list about. Yeah, I figured I'd go through, and I, I kind of got a little... I was I was to a point where I was like, I don't know if, if I should venture into some of the actual, like, Moths or directors, like Director Krennic. Yeah. I felt like, uh, I felt like uh, a Moth Tarkin, Grand Moth Tarkin, he was absolutely should be on the list. There's no way he yeah. should be on the list. Right. But then I was like, should I add Inquisitors? Just Inquisitors in general. Because there was a head Inquisitor. There was always a few different ones. And then in the video games, they had their own versions of them as well. Yeah. Very reluctantly, I put Kylo Ren on there. I was like, you know what? <laughs> he, he's got to be on there because technically. But I, I didn't go as far as putting like Phasma. I thought Phasma got punked out. Her, her book was bad. Her story was bad. I, I think they really dropped the ball when it came to that character. Yeah, they certainly did. Some would argue that they dropped the ball with that entire trilogy, but uh, I digress. <laughs> I, I I still say the mindset. I'm out of the mindset. Just let it bake. Yeah. Get away from it. Don't worry about it. Star Wars is doing so many other great things right now. Come back to it 
in 10 years and let's see what it, let's see what we think about it 10 years from now well let's talk a little bit you mentioned kylo ren so um you know we've got a list here i don't know are we picking out our favorites or which one's the best which one's the coolest or are we just talking about them uh let, let's pick out the if we can come to maybe an agreement of maybe a top two yeah okay fair enough and then we, when we'll kind of go with that and then what we may do is throw it up on twitter and then let Twitter pick what they think is maybe the or top one of those two. So maybe we'll both nice. pick if we can't come. That'd be an easy way. If we can't come to an agreement on one, we can make you have two on there. And then they can pick which one they kind of agree with. All right. Cool. All right. Well, Kylo Ren. So Ben Solo, he uh, did pretty much the most egregious thing that I can remember in a Star Wars movie where he just puts a lightsaber right through the middle of Han Solo. I mean, his own father a beloved character and actor from uh, from the movies. Would uh, you say that's the the worst thing that's happened when we've seen Anakin cut down younglings? N- no, not within the world of Star Wars. Like, not within the Star Wars galaxy. Like, if I lived in that galaxy, then blowing up Alderaan or chopping down young, younglings is the most egregious thing. But me as a viewer, like I didn't have any attachment to those younglings. I didn't have yeah, any no. attachment to Alderaan. We never even landed on the damn planet. But Han Solo, I definitely we, had an attachment. Yeah, yeah. We, we, there's, there's an attachment to Han. So when Han Solo was cut down in The Force Awakens, that immediately, I, I was like, this character's never going to be redeemed for me. And I stuck to that. Even though they, no. quote unquote, redeemed Ben Solo at the end of Rise of Skywalker, and he was like, you know, fighting on the the light side again. I was still like, well, I still don't like the guy. Yeah, they got an audible <laughs> gasp out of me when he oh, actually yeah. when he stuck the lightsaber through Han. I mean, there's there's very few like instances where they've got an audible like what or, or I, I think it was a no. Yeah, out of me. Like I actually thought it was going to go a different way. I don't know why I thought it was going a different way, but when that was that, I was like, ah. I was just like, wow, they did that. I couldn't believe it, and I was immediately like, okay. So in my head, walking out of the Force Awakens, I was like, okay. So they had the most iconic villain almost of all time in any franchise, Darth Vader, in the last set of movies or the last, you know, the original trilogy. So it's like, how do you one up that? Okay, well, we'll just uh, make him kill off a beloved character, like for real. You know, Darth yeah. Vader never, you know, chopped down Luke Leia. Han. <laughs> so but he tried many times. He's first uh, first Han and Carbonite, and yeah, he went head to head with Luke, and it just it just never worked in it. Never really worked in his way. So yeah, so that's Kylo Ren. I mean, you know, kind of a cool look. Not the greatest of characters, but uh, they. It was a great it. design of a character. Oh, Between yeah, the sure. mask, the, the black, the red lightsaber. I don't care what people say, but the you know, the two pieces coming out on the side making I that kind of like Kyle cross Ren's saber. I did the the different. Um, he just sounded different too. It was like a electricity just kind of flying off the thing. I like it. But you talk okay. So we bring up Kylo Ren there. What do you think of Dooku? I love Dooku's saber. The 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 actual like the end of it where it, the hilt where it kind of curves in. Oh yeah yeah. I mean the whole thing about I, I in my opinion he was the most dangerous to at that time Sidious. Then Sidious realized he was dangerous. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because he took on an apprentice twice mm-hmm. underneath Sidious's nose and didn't know it. He took on uh, Saj Ventress and he took on Savage Press. Right. And he didn't know. The only time that Sidious had any indi- indication that there was an apprentice being taken on is when Savage Press tried to kill Dooku and he escaped and he became Maul's apprentice. 
And mm. that's when Sidious realized, or when we later know him as Palpatine, realized that there was another, you know, master, an apprentice, and there can only be... Right. And then that's when that battle took place. And if you guys haven't seen that, check it out. It's, it happens over on Clone Wars. And it is fantastic. The oh, battle sure. between those two, or those three, and seeing Palpatine actually wielding a lightsaber was great. Yeah, it's really cool if you guys haven't seen it. If you've only seen the movies, that's something to check out. Um, I mean, Christopher Lee, you can't beat him. The guy is a character actor for decades and decades. He was Dracula. He was uh, Saruman in The Lord of the Rings. I mean, Christopher Lee is just great. So um, I'm I'm kind of, I think he was underserved a bit. I mean, I, the character itself, you know, if you watch The Clone Wars, he had a big presence in, in yeah. the Clone Wars cartoon, um, but was only really in Attack of the Clones and just the very beginning of Re- Revenge of the Sith when he gets beheaded by Anakin. Yeah, he got punked out, yeah. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, so as far as a character goes, if you know more about his history and a lot of the fleshed out backstory, then he's super cool. I do like that he's kind of the, uh, the Sith gentleman, like he's kind of a, a fencer, you know, he's uh, more distinguished, like fighting style and everything. Yeah. Um, I do, I do like that quite a bit. I think as a, as a Sith character, he's different, right? Because yeah. um, his predecessor, we've seen a lot of like creepiness with Palpatine. We've seen the big mechanical man of Darth Vader. We've seen like the devil horn looking guy with Darth Maul. To see just kind of like your everyday guy who could just walk the streets um, and really, you know, uh, not be looked at twice uh, as Count Dooku. He, you know, he he didn't have quite have that uh, that scariness that we typically see in Sith. Um, so I did like that. I thought it was a unique character aspect. I loved he was a failed apprentice of uh, Yoda. I yeah. love that backstory of him. He was the one that Yoda failed. Yep. And Yoda kind of held on to that, but also went forward with saying, we see it when it comes to uh, you know, Ben and Yoda's interaction in the the most recent uh, trilogy here. said, so, you know, we all have one that will fail. That's not a reflection on you. Right. All of them, someone will be lost. Someone will fall to the dark side. So it's, I mean, it, it's great. I mean, I, I love that the whole thing about him. He had his own army. Essentially, because not only did he have him, and then he had his own apprentices that neither of them panned out, but he also had General Grievous. Yeah. So he had Grievous, and he had the whole droid army, so he already had an army. If he wanted to try to overthrow Pal- or Sidious at the time, he I, I think he could have. I don't think he does it. He was never... He never looked that far ahead. He didn't, he didn't right. think what Vader was thinking in the comics. Yeah. And I think that's why maybe Sidious didn't see it, because he didn't respect him. Right. And that, that could have been really what it was. Yeah, the prequels, the way they were kind of structured, I mean, you had the Phantom Menace, right, of Lord Sidious, this guy who uh, behind the scenes is, uh, you know, really kind of controlling things on both sides, you know, uh, being both uh, Palpatine rising through the ranks of being a uh, senator and then chancellor, and then on the other side, his dark persona of uh, Sidious. And we'll talk about Palpatine a little bit later, but the prequels were really kind of structured to where it's like Darth Maul is your kind of your big baddie in the Phantom Menace. Dooku is kind of the big major baddie um, that has the most scenes in Attack of the Clones. And then Grievous was the antagonist in um, Revenge of the Sith, who had a... um, did him so dirty. Yeah, they, well, they did all all these kind of dudes dirty. I mean, Darth Maul, you think of it, how cool he was. He's sliced yeah. in half. You know, we, we, of course, you and I have the knowledge of all the backstory and what happens after Phantom Menace. 
um, with with Darth Maul. But as, as viewers of that movie, you know, you and I sitting there in 1999, and we just see Obi Wan chop him in half, and and that's it. I like, was so bummed. Yeah. At that time, it's like we were going in. We we, we knew the music already. We kind of knew like what we didn't know the whole you know pulling out his lightsaber, dropping the cloaks, you know the double yeah. edge lit, lit up, yes. and then the fight that was gonna you know happen after that. But when we actually seen him get chopped in half, we we're like, oh, that right. was amazing up till then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they did his character. It was like a kind of a shame to miss out. But then you know, little did we know that we would have much more Maul. So much <laughs> more back. Yeah, and I think they realized. I think they realized they screwed up. Right. And you're like, okay, how do we fix this? But then you can only fix it for the deep fans. Yes. Because it's not going to, I mean, the cartoons and things like comics and some people don't even consider that canon because they don't watch it. They they don't go as far as diving deeper in. They think the movies and the movies alone should be canon. Everything else isn't. And if it doesn't happen on the big screen, it just doesn't happen, period. Yeah, so that's those are kind of your big three out of the prequel trilogy uh, we've mentioned. Uh, let's talk about the um, sequel trilogy now. We mentioned Kylo Ren. What about Snoke? Snoke was kind of another character that was, I don't know if he was done dirty or not. I don't know if he was interesting enough to even continue on. When Actually, when he was cut down, I was almost kind of relieved, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, I mean, that was, I was shocked, but yeah. I was kind of like, I wanted to know where they were going with it. It's yeah. Like, what more? Because they... they, they Basically lifting him up to a level in the first one, in yeah. the Force Awakens, that you're thinking, oh, okay, we finally got another big bad guy. Right. Because we haven't had one since Palpatine, really, yeah. on the big screen. And Palpatine was uh, has been dead for many years, right? No way we're going to see Palpatine again. Yeah, Palpatine's gone. <laughs> it's, it's over. So I was like, okay, you know, we're going to have someone that's going to be running the dark side. This is going to be someone that we need to know who it is. This is where, this is where they're going moving forward. Right. Uh, and and he showed, like, he was powerful. You know, picking up uh, a ray and just kind of pulling her forward. and Sure. The whole deal, it was it looked impressive. And did we ever get confirmation that that was basically just Palpatine or, like, a... Like, I don't know if they've ever put out an official story, but, you know, in in The Rise of Skywalker, Episode 9, we get a glimpse of uh, Palpatine's, you know, hidden secret base on, what was that planet's name? I forget. (laughs) Exegol or, yeah, I think that's what it was. Exegol. Um, And uh, we see, you know, big tubes filled with these Snoke clone kind of looking things. So I think, you know, it's safe to assume that Snoke was just basically another entity of Palpatine, whether it was Palpatine's consciousness or just like an agent of Palpatine. He really didn't have the whole power. I mean, Palpatine was pulling the strings the whole time on that. Yeah. I mean, it was it was another depressing kind of like you did him wrong type feeling. I mean, I, like you said, I don't know if he's, he was as liked as a Maul was right out the gate. Right. He said he was done wrong. But the way that they lifted him up and say, like, okay, he's the next big baddie. And then he just got cut in half like like a little punk, pretty much. And they made all his guards mad. And that was fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it led into a pretty good battle scene. but uh, And then, you know, the splitting of the lightsaber and the whole deal between him and uh, him and Ray. So Yeah, and just kind of, I mean, to round out the list before we get to really, I don't know if they're going to be our top two, but, you know, the, the ones that people know the most, we'll, we'll get to them last. But uh, Jabba the Hutt, you know, kind of the, the main gangster 
uh, the underworld criminal element that we see in, in the movies anyway. Uh, they're branched out, of course, more in the TV shows and the comics and the video games and all that great stuff. But there's Jabba the Hutt. There's the Imperial Forces, um, the higher level ranking Imperial guys like your Grand Moff Tarkin, uh, like your director Krennic of um, Star Wars Rogue One. I almost said Rogue Theory. Star Wars <laughs> Rogue One. And... Uh, Oh, and of course, one that I know is near and dear to your heart um, that has not been in a movie or a live action just yet, Grand Admiral Thrawn. I can't wait to see him on in, in live action. Yeah. I, I, I can't wait. I loved it when he was on Rebels. And I mean, it sounds like we're going to get a live action Thrawn. They're, they're, they're looking for the proper casting. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just waiting in bated breath that they don't screw this up. Right. And I, and I honestly don't think they will. I think they're they're... they're they know that there's so much of a following behind that character. The, I think they know what they have, yeah. I mean, for them to release a whole new trilogy of books and novels that have his name front and center, to have him be the big bad at the end of Rebels, and to leave his uh, whereabouts unknown at the end of that show. Yeah, not dead, unknown. Yeah, they, they're planning something bigger for him, which I can't wait to see. Yeah, I mean, honestly, looking at this list, I mean... I may be putting my cards out there, but he may be my top. I mean, that, I mean that's saying because I mean we got Vader and we have Palpatine still to talk about. Yeah, I mean those are the two that you think of initially, right? That the the Star Wars laymans, who are the who are the villains in Star Wars? People say, oh, Darth Vader, and the people who uh, you know remember the movies a little closer, they're like, oh, uh, the Emperor. They may not even see Emperor Palpatine because you know yeah. Emperor was the one that was holding Vader's leash. So, but yeah, I know Thrawn is near and dear to your heart. Just a back and forth between Thrawn and Vader trying to uh, basically impress the Emperor or mm-hmm. Palpatine. Oh, in those books, it is great. Well, out of, here's my cards. Out of this list, I have to pick the Emperor, even over Darth Vader. I love Anakin's story, and the whole father-son dynamic is what pulled me into Star Wars from the get-go. We've already talked about that a lot here on this show. But I just love Ian McDiarmid's performance. Ever since I first watched Return of the Jedi, and just, just how great and memorable all of his lines were, it's just fun like doing impersonations of him. Um, it's fun how he just like got one over, like the Jedi were in power. The Jedi order was at their, you know, they were in their strong. I don't, I wouldn't say their peak or their prime, but they were, they were strong, man. They were comfortable. (laughs) Yeah. They were real comfortable. And he got, he pulled the, 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 he pulled their hoods over their eyes for sure. I mean, you're talking about, about the likes of Jedi Master Yoda, Mace Windu, like all these like super duper Jedi that should have seen. Monday and yeah. Yeah, should have seen what he was doing. And they were, you know, by the time they realized it, it was just too late at that point. Um, so I, I got to pick that up. I think there was some point Yoda was sensing something, but he had no idea what he was sensing. He didn't like he didn't know. Oh, sure. Like he was sensing something was up. Yeah. But he, it was either so far along, he had nothing, there was nothing he could do about it. Or he just was like it was so dark and so beyond him, even beyond him, he couldn't he couldn't do anything about it. That's my pick, Emperor Palpatine. Palpatine's your pick. Okay, yeah. so I, I've already kind of put Thrawn out there. Thrawn, Thrawn is man. He has become one of my top real fast. Yeah. Out of the, you know what? Okay, so there's been three books they re released, and they put one more out. There's gonna be a total of six brand new books in new in the new canon Disney canon. That they're going to release. And I'm learning so much about them. Yeah. Even the Chiss Ascendancy is, I want a show purely based on them. Just oh, like man. I, 
Yeah, or him. Yeah, basically him within the ascendancy because yeah. the ascendancy doesn't like him. They don't like how fast he's rising. They don't like how much of a wild card he is. There's right. so much that they don't like about him. I'm way deep into this guy, so if I'm yeah, over your head, look, this was dangerous to talk about Star Wars. We got we've got a whole nother <laughs> category of villains to talk about. But I mean, you and I start talking Star Wars, and it's over. So who's but, your uh, pick, man? Who's oh, your pick? Oh man, do I go? Do I go Maul or do I go Thrawn? Do I do I go tactical genius or brute strength? And you got to think about this too. We know basically the entirety of Darth Maul's story. Like yeah. his story is over. Uh, yeah. Thrawn, we still have yet to see what's what's going to be his fate. There's more to come with Thrawn. There's a yeah. lot more to come with Thrawn. Uh, but I even like the ending of of Maul. The you know the full circle. When actually, uh, when yeah, when Obi Wan goes ahead and kills him at the end, and he yeah. basically says he tells him what's coming at that right. point. Yeah, he says you know, you know, Sidious is you know doing this all, and I loved that ending. But uh, yeah, it was a great ending. I, I'm going to go with the dark horse. I know it's not going to be the 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 winner of the two. If we can put this on Twitter, right. they're going to go with the no name unless we have a bunch of people that are as deep into Star Wars lore as I am. We don't. <laughs> no, we don't. No, I'm one of those nerds. Uh, actually, you I do on... this to yourself, man. You did this with our last Twitter round, where you're like, "I'm going to pick the dark horse, the one that I really like." This is. Uh, I could go director Krennic. <laughs> this is prep and landing all over again. <laughs> I'm going to. God oh, damn! I want to say Thrawn, but I, I'm going to go Maul. All right. I, I, I want to say Thrawn, but I'm going to go Maul. I know and, where your heart is. Yeah, man. So that's it. You know what? Let's get it. So we have Maul and Palpatine. Okay. Interesting. Vader, not one of the top two choices. Vader, in my opinion, punked out. I wouldn't say played out. I mean, Darth Vader is iconic to Star Wars. but He didn't. He w- was always lifted up to be so big and so scary. Nobody was scared of him. There was Within the movies, no one was scared. The only time we've seen some fear was within Rebels. They, they were, I mean, when Ahsoka came in and, you know, the whole deal, there was a fear of him there. Yeah, you know what? It's funny. Like the the people that feared Darth Vader the most were the Imperials because they didn't want to get choked out. But yeah. like when when Leia was standing there in that hallway with him in the New Hope, she was like, <laughs> she you was like touch, talking back you can't at him. Touch me! <laughs> yeah. You kill me. Imagine what you're going to you know, re- unleash. You know what right. I mean? So she there was. was really I mean, talking to uh, him like like she already knew that uh, she was his daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Dad, come on, get out of here. I mean, Doctor Alfra, Alfra, right. she was a little afraid of him. But even after a certain point, she was like, you know, I'm working for him. As long as I stay on his good side, he won't kill me. Yeah. So there was very little, very few people really afraid of him. I think there's a lot more people afraid of Thrawn, of Maul, of Dooku, yeah. of Sidious. I mean, it's weird saying that definitely now. But yeah, I think the uh, the overall fear factor wasn't with Vader anymore. It was with the way he looked and the way he sounded. All right. So our top two, Emperor Palpatine and Darth Maul. Darth Maul, where it all started. Right, yeah. That's where it all started. At um, last we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last we will have revenge. There we go. That's funny how we went that route. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to be the fun one, not because we are so nerdy in the Star Wars, but because this is more of our childhood, honestly. Yeah. And we, I mean, there's one thing Disney does well. Disney does their villains really well. Boy, they and sure I, do. And, I mean, if you look at it, man, they are not family-friendly. These villains are pretty dark, and the best ones are super dark. Cruella de Vil kidnapped 
100, or, or I'm sorry, 99 Dalmatian puppies with the intent of just beating them, skinning them, turning them into uh, coats it's, and yeah, coats. accessories. <laughs> what? Scar killed his brother. Yeah. Long live the king. And legit, throws him off. Legit murder in a kid's movie. I mean, you have Ursula, who like steals the voice from this, this, this girl, I mean, this mermaid. And says if she doesn't uh, kiss the man or kiss the boy or kiss the something. Kiss the girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If that doesn't happen, she's going to wind up as like some type of slug in her garden. The end of The Little Mermaid where Ursula is like grows to like, you know, 100 feet tall. And they're like, you know, she's like swirling the ocean around and it, there's thunder and lightning and stuff. And she looks horrific. That's actually like the scariest por- portion of a Disney movie. I hated that scene as a kid. I used to cover my yeah. eyes because it was pretty dang scary. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's I mean they they do their their villains well and then they don't do them dirty. Yeah. I feel like they give their villains the proper due. It's like they're not at the very end where the good guy comes in, you know, chest out. It, it's just not like a, and there, a pushover. And there's not a lot of redemption either. Like, the villains get what they deserve. Like, they relish being evil. Like, they just love it. Like, Gaston? Yeah. I mean, he loved... His favorite person was Gaston, and a distant second was Belle, and then maybe LeFou was a really distant third. Yeah. Well, then it was Gaston again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, like, you know, when he got his, it was just, like, totally, totally deserved. Um, And and they all had the best songs, too. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, I mean, I grew up on Jafar. I was an Aladdin kid. I loved the Aladdin movies. And oh, then yeah. You have Jafar controlling a sultan and then, you know, having Iago with him the whole time. And then th- the end of that one, when he has the genie. Right. And he's becoming bigger and bigger. And then the the whole, uh, like, the uh, the castle basically starts to, to come up out of the ground. And, right. And then it's basically Aladdin trying to outsmart him. Where he's like, you know what? You're not the most powerful Dude, next she is the most powerful. Yeah, Aladdin, because of his, I mean, his street smarts, basically. Jafar had pretty much won at that point. Yeah, it was over. It was, it was Jafar's loss um, for him to get tricked like that Yeah, uh, by the street rat, not to, not to mention rats again, but... Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, and that's, that's the classic era, right? I mean, that's the Disney Renaissance. Little Mermaid, uh, Aladdin, Lion King, that's like the ones where Disney got real popular again yeah. in the early 90s. Um, but back before that, even, with some of the classic I mean, Sleeping Beauty had Maleficent. She's still popular to this day. I mean, she got her a couple of her own movies. Yeah, she got two of her own movies now, basically <laughs> yeah. on her because she was just you know the villain in the Sleeping Beauty movies. Then right. they're like, okay, we should tell us from another angle, which is very. Cr- I like that what they do there. I don't like the the remakes, the so straight I'll up pre- remakes, right? Yeah. I prefer the Maleficent movies over, say, uh, the Aladdin remake or the Lion King remake. I am right with you. You're telling the same story again. What, what if you What if you told Lion King from Scar's per- perspective? Sure, that's an interesting story. Yeah. Just give us everything from Scar. What happened between Scar and Mufasa? What caused the fight that he got that Scar? When did he start, you know, getting in cahoots with the hyenas and start before? really resenting his brother? Yeah, exactly. That would be an awesome story. That sure would. And, uh, I mean, we're about to get another, uh, basically, Cruella DeVille's origin story with Emma Stone and Disney+. Plus. They released a trailer for that recently, and that looks really interesting. I mean, Emma Stone's just fantastic. I've always loved her. And to see her done up as uh, this young Cruella yeah. and, like, getting basically getting revenge on this, like, social elitist club within 
um, you know, not a Dalmatian in sight, really, but uh, just to see her rise as, as a villain. Uh, just, I mean, they Disney, even for little kids, I mean, with the, the Descendants franchise on the Disney Channel yeah. and uh, stuff like that, where it's like the kids of the, the Disney villains. Uh, that was super, super popular. They made three of those movies and they still sell like, you know, birthday party. You can still have a Descendants birthday party for your kid if you wanted to. Yeah, I would prefer that so much more over just a, the auto the auto remakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Um, so there's the classics. You know, we've had Maleficent. Uh, there was also Lady Tremaine and Cinderella, just your classic evil stepmother. Um, it doesn't <laughs> get more classic than that as far as a Disney or a fairy tale. I think game was based all the stepmothers and everything after that character by itself. They hit such a home yeah. run with that one. Right. There's like, you know, we're going to, we may make a new one, but we're going to use a lot of what was used in that movie for that. And in the the latest, uh, some of the later movies too. I mean, your your new classics, your Frozen, your Moana. Uh, Moana was kind of of a different ca- take because the the villain of that story ended up being the uh, the, the hero, Mother Earth. Kind of. Yeah, kind of changing yeah. her back to the way she was before. Um, well, I think Maui was Maui, Maui was one of up. yeah. He he took <laughs> it. He created you know. He uh, took the heart of Tafiti. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Then he made Taka, which right. was yeah. Then. The whole thing. So that was kind of a. I'm trying to do everything good for you know for mankind. Then yeah. whoops, I did something bad, and then it was a redemption of that character. So that's kind of. The, I don't know if there was ever really a bad guy in no. that movie. No, not really. Not one that really makes the list. But I, I side note, I love Moana. Like these three, yeah. like Frozen, mm-hmm. Moana, and Tangled, kind of the newer uh, yeah. kids in the block for Disney movies. I think they're fantastic. Like I'm, oh, I'm yeah. Um, my daughter watches them over and over again. She has since she was little. But Lady Gothel in, you know, the Rapunzel retelling in Tangled. Lady Gothel was like, I mean, she kidnapped this kid real young just to use mm-hmm. her for her magic. Kept her hidden, locked young. away in a, yeah. in a tower. And really, you know, you can see as she's telling her, oh, I love you. She never says, I love you, Rapunzel. She's looking at Rapunzel's hair <laughs> as she says, I love you. Like little things like that. Um, she was a despicable character. Yeah, I mean, I know I agree with you. Skylar just kind of got into that one not that long ago, so she really enjoys that wholeheartedly. But I agree with the Flurzens. I mean, I'll sit down and watch one of those, even though I've seen them billions of times. Yeah, if Skylar puts it on, I'm not like automatically just repulsed. By right. It. Yeah. I mean, there's some of them I'm like oh, I don't know if I can do that one again. <laughs> Hans Hans was a good bad guy in that yeah. first Frozen movie. I didn't see that coming when I first yeah. seen it. I did not see that twist coming. And I, I was impressed. I mean, I was like, you know what? They, they got me. Good good, good on you, Disney. They did. Well, they set it up with that cute meet between him and Anna. And they have an uh, entire song that they sing together. Mm-hmm. And they really set up. You, know, you think Elsa is going to be, be the misunderstood you know, villain of that story. Um, but it turns out that Hans is really kind of pulling strings to take over their kingdom. And uh, that scene where he's about to kiss Anna and, and quote unquote save her from her fate. And he just pulls away, and he's like, nah. <laughs> no, no one ever will love you. That was cold. <laughs> I was like, oh. That was ice cold. But we, we haven't talked about The Princess and the Frog. That's another one. Oh, yeah. Tiana, that, I that, love that one, too. That's another I didn't. It took me a long time to see that one. And why, I, I don't know. Skylar was younger, and she. we've actually been perusing a lot more of the Disney princesses because of us getting prepping for Disney. Right. So I want her to know all of them. And she's to the point now, she's like reciting them. Who's who? And I'm the like, voodoo oh, man. Another job. one that got his just desserts at the end. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. That, and they pulled him away screaming. Yeah. That, yeah, was, that was that was another go. But one of my favorites is I love the Hercules movie. Yeah. And 
uh, Hades. Hades, yes. Hades was fantastic in that movie. James and then, Woods gave a great performance, and he was so animated. I'm with you. I love that, too. You and I, we, we got a lot of Disney love about these Yeah, yeah we movies. did. Well, we grew up with it. I mean, like you said, yeah. we grew up kind of in that heyday when, you know, the animated feature was huge, and everyone yeah. it was all about I think I broke that VHS. I watched it so much. Yeah. So it was, it was one of those things. Him and uh, Pain and Panic. That were his yes. his little uh, his little henchmen, right? And then then Meg, who was trying to get him to fall in love with him, but you know, working Hades' angle so she can be free. Uh, it was so it was one of those you know retelling of the Hercules story, just in the Disney side of it. But it was I love it to this day. I think I've watched it not that long ago. All right, so from all the villains that we've talked about already, which one are you picking as your favorite? Oh man. Okay, so I've got a okay, so I'll, I'll pull a couple out here. So I got Jafar, Hades, and then there's Scar. Okay. I th- I think they would be my top 3. Okay. I got th- I'm I'm down I narrowed it down to 3 here. What what do you think? What what do I think? Your top is out of those no, no, 3 or well, no, what, what which would three, three would I pick? Yeah, which 3 would you go with? Which 3? Well, Ursula cuz I mentioned how much she scared me when I was a kid. Uh, Gaston, because I just love his song and I just love his character and how over the top he is and Scar. Uh, so I'm a Disney Renaissance kid, of course. So probably Scar. So uh, you and I both pick Scar, I think. We so both pick, yeah, we both picked Scar. I picked yep. Palpatine first last time. So who are you going with? I can't ever think this. I'm going to go Jafar. Hey, all right. No, that's I'm good. Go J- I think that's a good I- pick. I'm going to go Jafar. I wanted to go Hades, but I think Jafar, I- I'm going to go Jafar. All right. So Jafar is the one that stuck with you as a primetime Disney villain. Oh, yeah, because he, he had a couple movies, too. So he wasn't just one and done. Right, yeah. Um, I am going with Scar. I got to go with Scar. That's not a bad pick. That's Here's not- why. Here's why I go with Scar, because Scar pretty much actually won. <laughs> like, Scar's plan to become king was effective, and he became king. Yeah. He actually completed his task. He he killed his brother. A- out of all these movies, it's really the only death <laughs> um, that we've seen. At, where like so basically, you know, he he set out where he accomplished what he set out to do, and it was only because of you know him relying on the hyenas to take care Stick of the unfinished with me business. And you'll of Simba. never go hungry again. <laughs> yeah, he's got everything. He's got the great song. He's got the fact that he pretty much won. He's got um, a death on his hands of his own brother. Um, and really, I mean, the kingdom was his for a good, I don't know how long it took in Hakuna Matata land between Simba, little Simba and older Simba, but it had yeah. to be many years where he was ru- He was ruling. He was the king. Yeah, Because the, you know, the whole Pride Lands went to crap. Yeah. And that doesn't just happen overnight. Yeah, so I'm going with Scar as far as the uh, the villain who is basically most effective. <laughs> yeah, well, we both picked one that essentially won. Yeah. And both of them screwed up. Right. But Jafar didn't have a murder on his hands. He was trying to kill him. Oh, he, he just did, never yeah. could. He tried to behead him a few times, and he just, he just couldn't beat him. <laughs> <laughs> so Jafar and Scar, dude, that's going to be a toss. I, I can't, I can't uh, call that one. That's a tough one. one. That's a tough one. Uh, that one's going to be a rough one there. But, uh, dude, this is going to be fun. If we're going to do a couple more episodes of this, this is, we're not going to be able to keep these episodes short. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we're not oh. talking about Star Wars again, so we'll, uh, I don't know, we'll see how it stretches out next time. Well, you know what? I think it's right about time that we jump into that TIE fighter and cruise ourselves right into the cheesy. What do you think? <laughs> 
I just picture a TIE fighter crashing into a moon made of cheese and just like squelching in the middle of it. <laughs> Getting lost. Oh, that's, that's great. So you want to go first today, sir? I'm going to go first. I got one ready. Okay, go for it. Why should you never buy shoes with Velcro? Mm, I don't know. Well, it's because they're a total ripoff. Okay. You get it? Because you, you ripped off. Oh, no, from? I get it. I am not going to give you the satisfaction of a laugh for <laughs> hey, that one. come on. That one wasn't it's, that bad. It's not. No, that was bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> this one here, just by chance, falls into our uh, kind of our Disney thing we just talked about. Okay. Does Snow White like her friends? Does Snow White like her friends? Yes. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But one is a little dopey. Okay. <laughs> I mean, one's a little grumpy, one's a little sneezy. <laughs> you could have said that about any of them. <laughs> but a boom. <laughs> that you didn't like mine. I hated yours. <laughs> <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> Good job. Oh man. So do we have anything coming up here, sir? What do you think? Man, so this is it, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you followed us on our YouTube channel. If not, then how dare you? You need to go on YouTube.com right now. Just search Dad and Rock. You're going to see a bunch of stuff on there. But we just completed our WandaVision after show last week with the series finale of that. We had a great time with that show. Chris and I both loved that show yeah. immensely. Um, what a what a really um, tr- what a treat here in the last year where it's been kind of barren content. Um, but Disney Plus isn't done, man. They're rolling from one right into the next with only a week in between them. But yeah, this Friday upcoming is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, and me and Chris are very excited to do another after show on it. Dude, the more I was watching you know, the, the trailers, the more I was piecing together our opening, the more and more pumped I was getting for this. So uh, yeah. yeah, 10 o'clock Friday nights for six weeks. They're only giving us six episodes. So yeah. they can't give us 20-minute episodes. They've got to be giving us 35, 40-minute episodes. Right. Or uh, there's going to be a lot of upheaval because they're not going to give us enough. Man, I watched Captain America, the Winter Soldier, um, the second Captain America movie on Saturday morning. I just uh, got to blame my TV down here. And, boy, I, I forgot how much I love that movie. It's just Marvel's take on a, like a 1970s spy thriller. And just the introduction of, um, you know, Bucky being the Winter Soldier and the introduction of Falcon, you know, on your left as they're, you know, running. Just it had great action moments and great intrigue and just great character moments like Marvel doing what they do, man. And it was the introduction of the Russo brothers who, you know, they did such a good job with Winter Soldier that they basically gave him the keys of the kingdom (laughs) with the uh, the rest of the Avengers franchise. Um, So, yeah, I I cannot wait. Yeah, I was kind of looking a little deeper into this because WandaVision was... Uh, two to three weeks after the the blip, so yeah. when everyone came back, uh, and then the Falcon Winter Soldier is actually gonna be six weeks after, so it's gonna be even after. It's gonna be after Wandavision, pretty closely. So I'm I'm curious if there's gonna be any references to anything, or if there's gonna be any any type of connection at all uh, yeah. going forward. But they, a lot of what they're saying is this one here is gonna be a lot more connected to like the reality of what just happened. Everyone just came back. Right. What what does this really constitute? People were moved into houses that were empty. Now these people are back and want their houses back, and now Cap's gone, and the U.S. government is going to say, you know, we're going to go ahead and designate another person Captain America. So they're going to have that conflict. Uh, dude, I I'm, I'm looking I'm looking so forward to it. It's going to be a oh, blast. That's- 
that's really interesting because I took this as a continuation of the Captain America movies, given the, you know, the characters that we're going to follow in this. But you're right. I mean, this is really going to be the first true direct sequel to Avengers Endgame post blip um, because, you know, WandaVision was so secluded in and of itself in Westview. Yeah. Um, you know, we didn't get too much of that besides Maria Rambo coming back. Um, that so yeah, scene, yeah. yeah, we're going to see how the world was affected by this thing. That's that's exciting. Yeah, so I, I'm pumped for it. I hope you guys are excited for it as I am. And uh, we'll be talking about it, you know, their after show every Friday night, which I can't wait to do. And uh, you see, anything else going on? We have a bunch of, you know, social media stuff. What do you think? Man, I mean, that's it. Go ahead and check us out on YouTube. We're on there, of course. You know, you may be watching us on Twitch right now. We're on Twitch. Uh, we stream stuff on Facebook we and uh, Twitter, you know, as far as our video content. Uh, check out the podcast itself on all your podcasting platforms, uh, from Apple Podcasts through Spotify, all the big ones. And um, dadnrock.com, of course. Go ahead and check out our website, dadnrock.com. You're going to find past episodes and links to our merch on TeePublic. Okay, guys, and until we see you at 10 o'clock on Friday evenings, I say keep it cheesy. See ya. Whoa, is my hair out? <laughs>